Welcome to the All That Heals podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Faria. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the All That Heals podcast. I'm here with a really special guest, Ashley Ann Freda. And she is a author, speaker, and a healing coach. And I'm so excited to have her on the show today for a few reasons. I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Ashley and I have known each other actually since we were like little kids. Little, little girls. We, I remember us, our families are friends, family friends from my aunt, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Wait, how do our aunts even know each other again? My aunt and your mom. Do we even know? They're just good friends. They're just good friends. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, And we used to play at the splash parks. (laughs) And I'm so excited to have her because after all this time apart, Mm -hmm. we have reconnected. And now that I have this show, I'm super excited for you to share all about your healing journey and what you've been up to. Yeah, me too. So introduce yourself and share with everybody. Oh goodness, where do I start? Um, so like she said, my name is Ashley and um, you know, I started public speaking in about five years ago now. Okay. And that's kind of where it started for me, where I just started to put myself out there because I mean, growing up, I was like the shyest little girl ever. I remember. And yeah. And so for me to start public speaking, it was so difficult, so out of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, it translated from speaking to a book to then doing coaching. Uh, So it's kind of been a very interesting journey, but uh, I'm so grateful for where it's led me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so great. So tell me, I'm really excited. So I've always wanted to write a book. Always. Since I was, you know, like in my late teens, I would say. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by always. Yeah. (laughs) And I've never, like, I haven't started it just because I haven't felt like the time is right. So I have no stress or pressure of when that's going to happen. I've just always felt like, oh, that's something I would love to do. Mm -hmm. But I am so amazed because you have written a book and you wrote it. When did you publish it and write it? On my 24th birthday. So two years ago. And so yeah. you're 26 now? We'll be t- yeah, I'll be 26, yeah. I didn't even know we were the same age. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Jerry and I have the same birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, great. <laughs> so this is, like, yeah. super inspiring to me because yeah. we're the same age, and you've already written a book and shared it so many times and have had incredible success with it so far. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, like, what led you to write a book? How was the process? All of that. I think the process was very interesting. So I actually wrote my book in about three months. So it wasn't something that took forever. And it was also because I guess I have a personality very strange. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm a perfectionist, but I'm at the same time, I don't like to like dwell on things and try to overthink it. And I'll just be like, no, it just needs to get done. Whether or not it's quote unquote perfect. So I, um, I did made that decision to write my book. So it was at the end of 2014, I saw this little quote on Facebook and it said, next year is the first day of a three blank, 365 page book, write a good one. And I was like, I'm going to go and write every single day for a year. And that's where it started. So 2015, I literally wrote every single day in just journals. And it was just, what did I learn that day? What was I grateful for? And you know, the different lessons that I was learning, all the abundance around me. And then I said, you know what? 
I really want to just publish this book. Writing was always my outlet because I didn't know how to really quote unquote use my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I found my voice through speaking afterwards and I found a lot of my stuff through writing. And, um, you know, I just felt because I looked back at my life, all the different things that I had gone through. And I said, you know what? I know hundred percent people could benefit from this. And at the time I was really focused on working with youth Mm-hmm. Um, that's not necessarily the case now, but uh, I said a lot of youth I know could benefit from the journey that I went through from, you know, my parents separating at a really young age, uh, struggling with confidence and body image, which is so huge for young girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so many different things that I really, maybe I looked at situations really different and I just knew I had, I felt compelled to write it in a book. And that's how the journey came about. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you wrote it in three months. Yeah. So it's not, and that's the thing too, like like what I said, it's it's not perfect. Like when I look back at it, I'm like, oh, I definitely could have done things a little different. And it's also not a thick book. And uh, and now the good thing is, is I took my, I basically turned my book into that online experience. And it's kind of like a second chance with my book where I just like dive deeper and I made it more tailored to, I guess, older adults. So it's like a second chance. And that's part of the benefits of writing a book. That's why I rave about it. Because there's so much value when you put a book together. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, so now I want to also go back to... Because I just recently watched one of your videos on Facebook about... You were doing a a talk about your car accident that you went through. When you were... How old? I was in grade 12. How old were we in grade 12? 17? Yeah. Yeah. 17, 18. Yeah, 17. So tell me about that journey and healing that. Did, is that. Do you talk about that in your book too? Uh, I definitely do. I definitely cover it in my book. Uh, it's actually, one, my first chapter, funny enough, is actually my dad. And that accident was what I, was the starting point of me also, like my journey with my dad and forgiving my dad for a lot of things. So mm-hmm. with my car accident, I... And this is what I talk about in in that talk is that I turned very bitter after that experience happened because I was so focused on, you know, what happened to me. And granted, I mean, I was terrified. I was scared. I was like, what's happening? But I was more focused on, you know, my family not picking up the phone to call me. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I think I personally valued a lot. And I realized that afterwards. But I guess how I handled the situation, I definitely could have handled it different because I didn't say anything to anyone. I just turned it into anger and bitterness rather than really communicating it with anyone. Like there was days that I would not even talk to my mom and she was the one taking me like through everything. And it was hard. It was hard to go through that. And, um, and then it was like one moment where my mom said something to me. Um, and she said, Ashley, you don't have to hate the world. And that was my moment of like, I got to change. Something has to be different. I can't keep going on this path and this, you know, I can't keep being this person that I was. I was, it was so, I was a nasty person Mm -hmm. and it sucked saying that I turned that way, but I'm happy that I was able to just look at myself and evaluate the situation and change it. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about change. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Because this is really... When you can look at yourself that honestly Mm. and brutally, like I super commend you because so many people are not willing to look at the things that they personally need to change for themselves. And I'm speaking to myself. Like I'm preaching to the choir. because. Because, like, I can really see, and I'm going through a lot of changes now with moving and coming home and and seeing the different ways in which I fell into my own comfort zone and kind of being like, whoa, like, where am I? Like, who am I from being in, like, 
a stagnant space and forcing myself to change because I'm wanting to be a different version of myself, you know, in a few days, months, years, however that goes. And it's so... It's not an easy thing to do. Oh my goodness, no. Like, no matter how many years you've done this work, no matter how many books you've written, no matter how many courses you've taken, it doesn't actually end. Like, the work doesn't end. You said that perfectly. And that's what I always like to say as well, that even though I've... And it's, it's, I think this is where I, I have like a different perspective on it too, because, you know, us doing this work when we're young makes it a lot much easier. Like Mm -hmm. we, we got very lucky to be able to be 26, 25 and being able to do this work and understanding and evaluating ourselves and looking at how can we be better. And what I acknowledge is that, you know, there's people who are in their fifties and they have to really rewire and they have to go back many more years. So I, and I understand that. So for us, it's, you know, we had less to kind of break down in a sense. Sure. Um, so it's, it's very interesting, but you know, again, like I said, like doing this work is a very conscious process. And those are two words that I'd never say lightly because whenever you want to shift something, you have to be conscious about it. You have to catch yourself in these moments that you're reverting back to your old patterns. You have to be so conscious about it and just be gentle with yourself and know that it's a process. So those are two words that I never say lightly. Mm, Well, I think that's really, really great. Mm -hmm. And you're right. I find it is such a privilege to be able to be young and youthful and do the work because it can change your whole trajectory. But no matter at what age, I think that's really important, especially for some of our listeners. I work with women from ages, you know, like 18, let's say, until like 50s, late 50s and into early 60s even with my soul therapy clients. And you can start at any time. Exactly. And I think that's very important because... There's always work to be done, mm-hmm. and there's always another, there's like a, you know, a lighter vibration to be inhabiting in your body, in your being, mm-hmm. in how you see the world, in your perspective, in your mindset, in your emotional well-being, all of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of it really starts when it comes down to this journey, when I really look at, you know, what was my process, and that that was kind of behind the book, like, I wanted to make it super simple and easy, mm. like, what, what does this process look like, and I really just kind of narrowed it down under, like, the biggest is forgiveness and awareness, that's part of the healing journey, you got to be aware of what's happening, you got to want to face it, and I think that I really talk about this a lot, why I, you know, what makes me different, and how did this journey start, I just said, you know, I have to face these things head on. Instead of always running away and always escaping, mm-hmm. I needed to just face things head on. And that's what I find a lot a lot of people, not everybody, but there's a lot of people out there who are afraid to face these challenges and they're just constantly escaping. And that's where, you know, then, you know, the drinking and the alcohol and those kinds of things come in, but it's just an escape to cover it all up. Mm-hmm. And it's there's so many escapes. Like, there's... It, so many. I feel like... In this current, it's interesting actually, like as we speak about this, the younger we are, we have like more potential drive to maybe do the healing work. Yeah. But I find that we're also at a disadvantage because there are 10,000 more distractions (laughs) and ways to numb out. 100%. Then even like those who potentially have been older and in the past times, because like they, they had things, distractions and inhibitors. Yeah. Look now, social media, like we're just, yeah. we're always being like, everybody's lives are being shown in our face and it's, 
an easy way to just divert to like comparing. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst thing that we can possibly do is compare ourselves to somebody else's journey, which it's always different. Like you and I, we both have different journeys yeah. and it's just, it's that knowledge and it's that, um, you know, respecting it and trusting. That's the biggest thing too, is trusting your own personal journey and knowing like, this is my time mm-hmm. because I found myself too. I see people who are younger than I am and they have so much success and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? But at the same time, two different journeys. Respect it. Trust it. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Very different. Very different. I'm so curious. What's your zodiac sign? Virgo. I was going to guess Virgo. <laughs> and I'm like, Virgo, Virgo, 100%. Really? I, even though I'm very much on the cusp on okay. the 21st, okay. I'm on the cusp of Libra, but I'm all Virgo. Oh, so interesting. Do yeah. you know your anything else in your chart? Um, I've had readings before, but I you don't, don't remember off okay. the top of my head. Because I'd be so interested. But that is very cool. Yeah, definitely. You're like a total, like, beautiful, fresh Virgo energy. Like, I really sense that, like, earthy, grounded, like, but also so excited to, like, do things and plan things and, like, get things done. It's beautiful. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm so, and that's the thing, like, I think the, the hardest process of the, the healing journey is the awareness side and the forgiveness side. Mm. And I know now, you know, I'm so self-aware, but I know when I'm out of whack. Like, when I'm just, like, off in my emotions, I'm like, I gotta do something. I need me time. And I just gotta honor that. And it's those you know, and there's this book that I'm reading now, and I don't know if you've read it, is mm. um, Asking It Is Given. Uh-huh. And it just talks about how our emotions are basically the gateway to us knowing whether we're in alignment or not in alignment. And it's something, it's so simple, just to pay attention to your emotions. Mm-hmm. Just pay attention. Just listen to yourself. Right. And I was never one, to be honest, throughout this entire journey, I, I've never really done meditation. Uh, and I'm trying to, like, more so incorporate it. but. Right. You know, you don't necessarily have to do that in order to start paying attention. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, meditation is great. It's an incredible foundation. Like, must, must, must. But if you're not there yet, or if you're getting a little thrown off, or there's other things going on, you know, doesn't mean you can't do a ton of work with just your awareness of being Mm -hmm. mindful. Or working with somebody to help you, like a coach or a healer or... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, working with someone is always great. I've always had, you know, when I really started into this journey, I had a coach all the time. Mm. But even still, like, the books that I was reading, it was not necessarily books out of, like, pleasure. It was more of, I guess, my personal pleasure because they were all, like, self-help, personal development. But there's this one book that really, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this moment when you read a book and you're just like, I get it. I'm listening. And that, for me, was The Four Agreements. That book... Because it just talks about the biggest things that I take took away from that book was not to take things personally and um, and not to make assumptions. And those are the two things that I truly believe lead to all arguments is that we're either taking something personally or we make an assumption. Mm-hmm. And we have such a struggle with communication Yeah. because we're not taught as young kids. That is the biggest thing. We're not taught how you communicate what you need, what you want, what you're feeling. We're not taught that. No. Um, so yeah, that's different little things that come up. Yeah. I'm so curious too. Can you share a little bit more of the other coaches and, and guides or mentors that you have worked with or that inspire you? Yeah, absolutely. So the first very, let's go back. So the first two co- women that um, I worked with, and it was not necessarily professionally like working together as coach, but they were mentors of mine. Yeah. And uh, Judy and Fabiana, and I 
will forever cherish them because they really helped me find my confidence. It was because of them that they really just pushed me into speaking and, uh, and just started to make me think differently. Like just as, as cheesy as this sounds, just to dream. Like I never thought about vision boards or actually thinking bigger of what could be possible for myself. Yeah. Um, and I guess that was a start cause you get all this excitement and then you kind of have to do the work towards getting to that. Yeah. And then it was, um, the next woman was Carol Schulte and she, uh, there was so, I worked with her for a very long time and her and I are still the greatest of friends, but you know, she just talks about like living big and that's, and I just respect it so much. And she's just all about helping you really like hone in on what your purpose is. And I think for me that finding my purpose was such a big piece of my confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times as a, as a young girl, I was so focused on what I saw in the mirror. And I think that's something that we really think too much of. And we're just so wrapped up around what am I seeing and nitpicking at all these little things. Yeah. And the moment I guess I stopped doing that and I looked at myself internally. So like who I was, what kind of person I was, I really found the love for myself and I found my confidence through that. So, you know, if that's someone who's struggling with that, I just, you know, ignore the mirror, like forget the mirror for a second and just figure out who you are and what you want to be in this world. And I think that's a big thing that we have to do often, not just, Absolutely. not just like once. And it's like, you're awakened to all things magic or all things great and all things consciousness. It's like, it's a very continuous check-in process. Like even for myself, having gone away, been away for two years and returning home, there's a whole new part of me that I'm like, so who am I now? Who, who do I want to be now? Exactly. You know, what parts of me that I have had in Toronto or that I've had in certain locations or at certain phases of my life do I want to hold on to and keep and bring along? And which part of myself am I like, you know, I'm okay to let that just take a back seat for a while. Absolutely. And that's super, super, super important to constantly, you know, have time with yourself to really just retune to who yeah. you are. Just do a check-in. Uh-huh. Just do a check-in. And, uh, and one of the things, this, this process, it sucks. Like, it really does. It sucks. Like, I'm just going to be honest, you know? It, it sucks sometimes where you have to really, like, just face yourself and be like, crap, I really could have done better there. Or, you know, I'm really not in alignment. Like, I'm really far from what I want to be doing or who I want to be. Yeah. And it's just a matter of just stopping for a second and really just, like, evaluating. Because if you keep going forward and not coming... Like, in a sense, if you keep looking going forward and you don't take a second to really acknowledge and you're just taking all these random steps, you're going to feel like you've gotten nowhere. Rather, yeah. if you just take a second to just stop and really look at, am I on... Like, where do I want to go? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just... One pause. Yeah. And that's exactly what you speak of in terms of, I think that goes into hand of finding your purpose. Yeah. And connecting to that. Because we, like, we talk a lot about, and I share a lot with my clients about, you know, if you're not living with a purpose or on purpose or with that in your heart, then all of the rest of the things that you're doing are just kind of like a physical body blob moving around doing things uh-huh. without an actual focus and a meaning or something that you want to leave behind a legacy anything like that that really allows you to have that full-on commitment and passion dedication and excitement. and excitement yeah 
Yeah. And it's, you know, I see it too, like, especially, and it's not just a matter of, and this is one thing I really like to share with people that it doesn't necessarily have to be like, go out and start your own business. No. It has nothing to do with that. It's just, what is it that is going to bring you the utmost joy? Is it being a mom? Be a mom. You know what I mean? There's so many different things um, that we just need to sit and figure out what it is. And I find the best way to figure it out is try different things. Mm. Because you're never going to know. Like, I, yeah. I, to be honest, I, you know, growing up, I was just volunteering in so many different places. So I thought, you know, hmm, maybe I really want to work with youth. And it turned out that actually that's not who I want to work with. And you just have to try new things in order to figure it out. But if you're staying stagnant, you're going to be miserable. You're going to, like, be upset with your life because you're not figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My question for you now is... We spoke about, like, dreaming and, like, visioning. Mm -hmm. And as a young girl, I used to do that a lot, too. Like, my daydreams is where I lived. Yeah. Which was, you know, fun and good. And it really helped me dream big, for sure. But it was a little bit dissociating at the time, too, of, like, kind of escaping my reality. Because as a kid, I went through the same kinds of things. Like, had an abusive partner. Not me, but my mom had an abusive partner in the home. So there was, like, abusive family dynamics. There was... You know, we weren't always, like, I used to... Actually, this is a funny story. And a story that I go back to often in terms of the book that changed my life mm-hmm. is Conversations with God. Have you read it? I have. Yeah. So that one really kind of came in and out and was at a very difficult time in my life mm-hmm. when I had to make some big changes because I used to shoplift, which I do not... <laughs> I, I do not no recommend idea. to anybody. But I, when I was a kid, I used to shoplift because I was really stressed out. And I was, you know, I didn't want to ask my parents for money. I didn't want to, but all the kids around me had, like, cool things. And, you know, everything was, you just kind of wanted to stay in with the cool kids. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And I used to shoplift, and I had this book that I had um, borrowed from a friend of mine. So I had started reading it, but I wanted my own copy. And I went into a store... And at the time, I it was like a week before my prom. So this was like, oh, you know, like, yeah. I wasn't like six years old. Like, I was almost... Like 17. Yeah, like 18. Yeah, like adult. Yeah, adult, exactly. And I remember that when I that happened, and I got caught. I'd never gotten caught. And I got caught. And when that happened, I was stealing Conversations with God. Like, of all the books <laughs> I was stealing, I was... Stealing a book about God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was quite like that was a wake up call for me because it yeah. was like I was so spiritually uh, like the word I want to say is like so spiritually lost. Yeah. So out of alignment, yet trying to be on alignment. <laughs> you know, it was such a fascinating thing because I was like, holy shit! Like, you need to stop yeah. what you're doing, and I know you're trying. But this is not the way. Yeah. You know, so like it was a very clear wake up call of being out of integrity mm. and and seeing that, you know, my soul was longing for something. My spirit was longing for something. I was on the path, yeah. but I was going about it the wrong way. Interesting. Yeah. Which was really interesting. And that really changed everything to me. And I had like at that moment, too, around that time, nobody knew about this. Like My family didn't know you know, all of these kinds of things. But because this happened, I ended up writing a letter. I remember writing a letter to my mom. Wow. And explaining to her that this is what 
I was happening in my life. Wow. Because I could never, I never spoke about it. And it was something that would happen when I went pretty much unconscious. Like I had to dissociate from myself to be able to kind of navigate it. Yeah. Like sometimes I'd walk into stores and I had little petty things in my pockets. Wow. Without knowing, like I would forget. Wow. And walk down the street and then like, you know, later in the day I'd be like, oh my God. How did I, yeah. Like, so they were moments of total like numbing and dissociating and, you know, not being conscious, not being present. Yeah. And that was a big wake-up call, and then I had to, like, really vow to myself, okay, like, I'm never doing this again, I'm never getting caught again, and I'm never doing it again. Um, And really changed, like, how I understood, like, even finances, abundance, and money, and valuing, and why I would want to pay for something versus not (laughs) at that time, you know, and and really changing my dialogue around that, because that was big. Absolutely. At that time. And that's so interesting that you talk about how you wrote a letter to your mom. Uh-huh. Because I did the exact same to my dad. You did? Yeah. That was uh-huh. that was my way. That was like my my last plea of like, I, this is it. Like, it's either we're going down this or we're not. And it just so happened, you know, it took a while. But after that letter, uh-huh. it was just a new relationship. Like, uh-huh. I think the biggest part about, you know, forgiveness and part of it like we just we have to forgive ourselves like it's not just forgiving other people it's forgiving ourselves for a lot of things yeah and for me a lot of it was just how did I go about things you know what I mean for me it was not speaking up like I didn't communicate to anyone how I was feeling a lot of the times and for you know just writing that letter and it didn't wasn't about being perfect it was just let him know and it was from that moment when him and I had a conversation about this letter that was it. It was it was completely gone forever. We let go and we don't bring it up. And it's not because you just forget about the past. It's just you move on. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest part. Yeah. So when you just good. talked about a letter, I'm like, that is probably one of the best ways to really start a healing process. And I've done it many times with other people. You know, with um, one of my best friends of like so many years you know, our past no longer crossed. And I wrote a letter and I was just like, I need to let this go for good. Mm-hmm. And whatever comes from this letter comes from it. But there's a, you know, I always talk about how there's a forgiveness piece, but there's also needs to be a, an ownership and responsibility piece to it too. You can't just blame other people for, for everything. Of course. And, you know, when you do this letter, see how you can just look at yourself. Don't necessarily look at that other person, but look at yourself. And I've honestly, and this is where people I think probably think I'm very strange. <laughs> I've done this with people, like relationships that ended poorly with yeah. like a boyfriend or whatever the case may be. I've reached out oh and I God, said, I'm so sorry. Like this is where I went wrong and I just want things to be good. And that was it. I'm a very similar, I'm super similar in that I'm sense too. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I had a, I had a, a, a partner that I was with for in my high school years and he actually really hurt me like Mm -hmm. he had him and another woman had like just like cyber bullied me for a while yeah and it just got a little bit messy and we didn't speak to each other for a really long time I was scared to see him in my city like I was scared to see this person and we ended up one day like going to a coffee shop meeting up and I was expecting myself to have a lot to say and be like listen that wasn't okay you know like that kind of conversation at the time and it went the total opposite, where he had was literally asking for my forgiveness. Wow. Yeah. And and I was like, 
oh my God, that was when I realized what forgiveness really fully was. And I had a very clear understanding and dropped in physical feeling of seeing somebody and having to forgive them. Yeah. And how vulnerable it is. Yeah. You know, like he was literally in a coffee shop crying and sharing with me like that he, I don't even remember the words he used right now, but you know, that he was so lost and, and that it was really not the best time and what was going on for him and why he did the things he did and whatever. Yeah. And I was sitting there having to be like, in my body, like feeling all kinds of things and emotions and thoughts and words. I was like, what is this really happening? Like yeah. what's happening right now? <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I never had that experience mm-hmm. of facing someone, being fully present, being vulnerable, both people being receptive, listening to somebody who had really hurt you yeah. and what it feels like to be able to actually be there with them and listen yeah. and receive it. And then and then find it in yourself, like, in that moment. Not just, like, okay, bye, I'm going to think about it and come back to you. But, yeah. like, in that present moment being, like, yeah. it's okay, I forgive you. Yeah. Like, I fully forgive you. Thank you for sharing this with me. Do you feel like you had any kind of feeling of, like, you just, you took back a piece of, like, control of your life? After the fact, like, we had yeah. spent some time walking around and, like, just kind of, like, hanging out. Yeah. Air, air quotes, <laughs> quote, unquote. Um, and then like once it was over and I walked away, I was like, whoa, I, I just remember walking down the street being like, whoa, I just did something that so many people never, ever get to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are so many people on this planet who never forgive someone or something or forgive themselves. Yeah. And who live and die with like burdens and resentment and heaviness in their heart. Yeah. And I think that's exactly word for word, probably to my core of what I if if there's anything that I could leave an impact with anyone, it's just forgiveness. Like as as cheesy as it sounds, but word for word, that's exactly what it is. There's just, there's so much hurt and pain happening. Mm-hmm. And I like, I'm that type of person. I just want to like, take it. I just want like, just let's release it. And let's just look at, and that's where I think like, for me personally, I feel like when you can really just see how, how you yourself, because we can only control ourselves. Mm-hmm. So like, if you can really only see how you could have done better or could have done differently changes the situation and makes it a lot easier to forgive that other person whereas you've given up so much control to this person that their name is brought up and you get all these types of feels in your body mm-hmm. that's the worst feeling and yeah. that's what I don't want to have with anyone yeah and that I think that was my biggest motivator to to my healing process mm-hmm. was I just I didn't want nothing to be unsettled I wanted everything to just be settled and that was my I think my big push to to heal Mm. yeah it's so it's so beautiful (laughs) and it's so Virgo I love it um uh yeah this is really really a beautiful conversation about forgiveness I love forgiveness and like how much it can change somebody's life and how much power that that can really you know lighten the load yeah and that's and you know what the thing is too is I mean, not everyone's going to understand it, but I find that, you know, it starts with me. And if I do it, I can in 
kind of guide the conversation with my family. And Mm -hmm. then, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like a little, like, ripple effect where you just start with the people close to you, and then it just starts to flow and flow and flow, and then it gets somewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's just, um, it's a different perspective that I think we get really caught up in our own perspectives, and we just don't take a second to kind of have that outer body moment and ask ourselves, what's that other person going through? Right. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen this um, woman. She's on Oprah's network. She has her own show, mm. Ayanla Van Zandt. What's her name? Sorry. Ayanla Van Zandt. Okay. I watch her all the time, and it's just amazing to see how she works with people and helps people heal themselves. And just by watching, it's almost like you can honestly heal yourself by just watching because things will come up. But mm. just how everything comes back to, like, our childhood. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's such a powerful... I just watch her her all the time. And it's just... It's so powerful, like, the healing journey when you just... I know it sucks. I know it's it's hard to be vulnerable. But there is so much on the other side of it waiting for you. And this is, I think, one of the biggest things that I've realized now is that we put so much energy into you know, not forgiving that person and disliking that person, hating that person, all the, you know, heavy negative emotions. Mm -hmm. We spend so much energy on it. Whereas imagine if you just switched it. Imagine if you released all of that, you would have so much more energy for yourself, for what you want to do, who you want to be. That's where I preach. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. So good. (laughs) And so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to my question that I totally took us on a tangent on but so tell me what your dreams are mm-hmm. now for where you are so right now I personally I love this I love the healing journey I love being able to take people on the same journey that I went through mm. and I also find so much joy in helping people own their own story and being able to like release their own story so write their own books Mm-hmm. So, and I've had a lot of people who, after my book, always asking me, like, how did you do it? Where did you, you know what I mean? All these different questions. So that's, I guess my next big thing that I want to work on is just helping people release their own books, self-publish their own books, and just be like a mentor for them. And uh, I long-term envision maybe like five years, but I kind of see this, it's called a studio. Like, this is what I envision, like a space for like creators, and influencers who are you know in this space and they need like a co-working space but they also have a place where they can run their own workshops like a space like that a community like that that's kind of my long-term vision that I have cool yeah really nice yeah beautiful yeah ah uh, all right well tell us a little bit about where people can find you mm-hmm. what your offerings are Mm-hmm. so that people know exactly how they can work with you if, you, if they want to work with you and connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I am on Instagram a lot and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ashley and Pereira uh, on both. And right now I actually just really released my online program, so the Key to Happiness online experience. Mm. Um, so it's really my book, Online Experience Instead, and uh, it really takes you through like this whole conversation that we've had. If it kind of resonates with you, then... That's kind of the journey that maybe you're meant to be on. And uh, I have my program out there. And uh, uh, I also have a promo code if you want to use. Uh, promo is uh, Clarity. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to work with people and just help them through this journey as well. Yeah. Great. Thank Thanks. you so much for spending Thank time with you. me. I love this. <laughs> that was a beautiful conversation. It was. Yeah. And I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you holding space for podcasts like this. These are powerful conversations that I know will resonate with so many people. Mm, Yeah. Thank you.
Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Just a reminder to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please, if you like what you hear, rate, comment, and review. We would love it if you share on social media with your friends, with anyone who you think would appreciate the content and our guests. Thank you so much. Once again, this is Vanessa Faria, and you've heard it on the All That Heals podcast. See you next week.